Hello! Welcome to Spoonful of Honey, where a little bit of sweetness helps the message go down. I'm your host, Melissa Wilson. Romans eleven eighteen. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Hi friends. Today is going to be a different sort of spoonful of honey. Um, the only real word definition I want to give here is the word for the word for do not be arrogant toward or be arrogant toward it's um, katakau kaamahi this is to exalt over to boast against and you know everything else is as it is it's um, the root Everyone knows what a root is. It's the the bottom of a plant. Um, if it's a tree, then it's in usually an elaborate root system. And if it's a branch, then it's those arms of a tree, those arms of a plant that stick out. So we know what we're talking about here. My question is, what is the scripture talking about? Because it's not talking about an actual tree. Romans 11. A very rich passage. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. If it is by grace, it is no longer on the basic basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened, as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see, and ears that would not hear, down to this very day. And David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and bend their backs forever. So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, 
How much more will their full inclusion mean? Now I am speaking to you Gentiles, inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles. I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean? But life from the dead. If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nurturing root, nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in His kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from... If you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion, and he will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As, I re- as regards to the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards to election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient, in order that by the mercy shown to you they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. O the depth and the rich of the riches and the wisdom of the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given a gift to him, that he might be repaid? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. focus on verse 18. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. 
if you are. Remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. In Isaiah 11.10, it says, In that day the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. And in Romans 15.12, and again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. Who is the root of Jesse? Jesus, Yeshua, the natural branches of the olive tree are the Jewish people, Israel. who have been cut off are those who, in their unbelief, deny Jesus as the Messiah. They can be grafted in again, in faith. And the ones, the wild branches, grafted in, are the Gentiles, non-Jewish believers in Jesus. Including Arabic believers in Jesus, including Palestinian believers in Jesus. This is the beautiful olive tree that Romans 11 talks about. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Who is the root? Jesus. My friends, pride is a very dangerous thing. We need not be proud because of our position in Christ. In Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus. He is the one who supports us. It is in Him that we abide. It is in Him that we move and have our being. And my friends, Jewish people are not the root. We do not worship Jewish people. We do not worship Jewish believers in Jesus. We worship Jesus with our brothers and sisters that also happen to be Jewish. Brothers and sisters in Jesus. There's this saying, let's get back to our Hebrew roots. And I'm not sure where the phrase came from, but I believe when people say that, what they mean is let's get back to um, the fact that Christianity has a foundation in Jewishness um, or Judaism. Well, biblical Judaism. And that the first 
believers, the first church, were Jewish, primarily. I understand this sentiment, but the language conveys something that is simply not true. The root is not the Jewish people. The root is Jesus. Jesus is who supports all of us, both the natural branches, the Jewish people, and the wild branches, the non-Jewish believers in Jesus. We are all grafted into him to be one family. It is interesting how the church separated itself from its Jewishness. This sort of a process and then happened almost completely in the third and fourth centuries. And what's interesting to me is that how it happened is that, um, well, beginning, it really began after the destruction of the temple when the Jewish people were scattered from Jerusalem, including the Jewish believers. And the centrality of the church moved from Jerusalem toward Rome. Paul had preached in Greece and the gospel had spread and eventually Constantine became the first Christian Roman emperor and he changed the church greatly. And then there was the Nicene Council in Turkey. They also had a Christian Turkish government, also had a lot of influence in separating the church from any Jewish connection. And in those days, there was even persecution toward Jewish believers in Jesus and toward Jewish people. Um, I actually want to say there has been, like from then, from those days to even now, there has been persecution even from people who say they believe in Jesus toward Jewish people. to give up their Jewishness. Black Sabbath, eating kosher. If you want to learn more about this, I want to recommend a book to you. It's called Our Hands Are Stained With Blood by Michael Brown. Again, that's Our Hands Are Stained With Blood by Michael Brown. And you can find it on Kindle, and I highly recommend it. Uh, there's another book by David Stern called Restoring the Jewishness of the Gospel. There's also plenty of stuff out there on the internet, but I just want to say um, there's a lot of stuff. And if it's an unfamiliar topic to you, there's a lot of stuff that is very unbiblical. Um, like saying that there's two covenants and that uh, the Jewish people don't even need Jesus. And this is wrong. The gospel is for the Jewish people first, and also for the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. Like me. So I'm sitting here looking at the olive tree that's on my porch. 
and thinking about this passage. And it's so amazing how you can take a branch and graft it into an olive tree and make a new olive tree, even different kind of olives. Um, I just want to pray for us regarding this topic. Uh, that, Yeah, Jesus, I pray that you would help us to come humbly before you, that we would not boast or be arrogant towards each other, whether we're the natural branches or we're the grafted-in branches, that we would all remember we're only here by the grace of God, that it's the root, the root of Jesse, Jesus, Yeshua, who supports us, who gives us life. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you today, my friends. Peace. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Spoonful of Honey. May the Lord continue to stir up hunger in our souls that we hunger for more of Him and the sweetness of His Word. Has this podcast encouraged you? Share it with your friends. Everyone needs a spoonful of honey. A little bit of sweetness helps the message go down. Until next time, we'll be back every Monday with another Spoonful of Honey.